0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 118. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you, talking our New York Jets as always. Because what the hell else are we going to do on this fine start to our week? So a couple of things. We're gonna get into Zach Wilson being listed as a dark horse candidate for a uh a, something that I like a lot and something that I, I I really hope turns out to be true. That'd be a make for a fun season. We're gonna get into your voicemails as well. But before all of that, we gotta talk about our sponsors of this show. Oh, we have some good news from Manscaped. Sweaty sack summer is approaching. And it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I had the honor of testing out these new boxers, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. They're really comfortable. I love them. So breathable. That it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch. So, you know, it's serious. I think it's time to for you to invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping with my promo code jets20. They're super comfortable. They sent me the last one, version one that was great. Then we got version two and they somehow made it even better. Check it out. Jets 20 at manscaped.com. We'll get you 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. So let's hop into today's episode where we are talking about Zach Wilson being listed as a dark horse candidate to lead the league in passing touchdowns. Bleacher Report put out an article and there's like dark horse candidates for each statistical offensive category. And I'm like, okay, let me go through and read this. And the first one for passing touchdowns is Zachary Capono Wilson listed as the dark horse for that. So they go on and they talk about the Garrett Wilson edition. They talk about the backfield of Brees and Michael Carter in the backfield. Obviously, they're both going to um you know, they're, they're both going to be active in the passing game and potentially make life a little bit easier. We would have to see a drastic change because he he had nine passing touchdowns last year. And obviously like you have to look at the full context, uh, which I've said numerous times when talking about his stats from last year, Uh, it's not fair to just box score, watch him and just say, yeah, he was bad um, and not look at what else was around him. That's not exactly fair. Um, And we did see improvement down the stretch here. But man, going from nine to leading the league in touchdown passes, could it happen? So last year, Brady led the league in touchdown passes with 43. So like, I don't, it's so hard for me to think of a world where a Jets quarterback is throwing for 40 touchdowns in a season. Like, can your brain compute that? Because like I said, I'm having a hard time with that because in my lifetime, haven't seen that great quarterback play. Ryan Fitzpatrick's 2015 season is probably the best quarterback the year that I've ever seen. And he's the only one in Jets history to go over 30 touching to touchdown passes in a season. 30. Only one time in their history have they had someone with 30. In their entire history, they only have five Seasons where they have someone with 26 or more passing touchdowns. So, like 43 would or, or 40 plus and leading the league would be phenomenal. I would love that. I would be thrilled with that for obvious, obvious reasons. And I obviously am going to say pump the brakes on that. Don't go into the year with that expectation. But, like, can we set a reasonable number? Like, how about 24? I like that number. 24 passing touchdowns this year. I think that's a, like a solid middle of the pack kind of jump forward. Um, and again, he, he was nine last year. Um, it has to be higher than nine. You can't you can't be. I think 20 is like the floor for me. Uh, and this is under the assumption that he's playing a 17 game season. Um, man, get that number to 24. That'd be pretty nice. I would sign up for that. Middle In the mid-20s, I think would be a really nice number. Um, and again, I think we have to see the full context of his 2022 season, the sophomore season. Uh, and we know that they're going to be a run-first offense. So there's a if there's a way where they are a top half of the league offense and Zach Theroux is like, maybe it's 20 touchdowns flat, you could live with that if they're putting up points and they're a productive offense. Um, again, there's so many variables here. I would be surprised if he, like very, very, very surprised if he led the league in passing touchdowns. And I'm a Zach Wilson believer. I, I like Zach. I wanted him coming out of college last year. Um, it's not impossible to see a, a drastic change in passing touchdowns from year one to year two. Going back to that 2018 class, which Jeff fans know well from uh, Sam Darnold. Lamar had six passing touchdowns in only seven games, by the way, but six in seven games in his rookie year. And then that jumped up to 36 in his sophomore year. Allen went from 10 to 20, and we obviously know what he did in, in year three. It was an even bigger jump forward. Um, so Allen doubled his. Wilson doubling his would get him up to 18. I, w- I Again, I would like it to be in the 20s. I don't think that's asking too much. If we're under the assumption that he is playing a full 17-game season, the number has to be over 20. Um, it, it just it, it does. I and I, I want to see like, I don't know, man. Can we just watch our, our quarterback look functioning? Is That's not too much to ask. Obviously, every single Jets fan in the world would sign up for Wilson leading the league. But I think also every Jets fan in the world would sign up for like, I don't know. 3,900 yards and 24 touchdowns, which is prob like historic, uh, historic Jets season. Which is crazy to say that, but it is. They've only had one 4,000 yard passer in their entire history, and it came in the '60s when nobody was throwing for 4,000 yards. It doesn't make any sense. Now everybody's left and right is throwing for 4K yards a year. You got guys throwing for 5,000 yards, and the Jets can't even sniff it. Weird. It's very weird, but I think Zach breaks this streak. I'm a believer in Zach Wilson, and I think for – I mean, this is a topic that we've talked about at nauseam over the last two weeks, but Joe Douglas has done a good job putting pieces around Zach for him to be successful, whether it's the improved offensive line. Obviously, you bring in a – Pro Bowl caliber guard in Lincoln Tomlinson. You draft a wide receiver 10th overall. You have Elijah Moore coming back, who you feel pretty good about. You added Brees Hall in the second round, who is going to really help in the run game and the pass game, obviously. Michael Carter, as a running back, is both useful as a runner and as a pass catcher. Uh, Oh, and the tight ends. Holy smokes, we haven't even talked about the tight ends yet. You have three, three legitimate tight ends after they had a tight end room of zero last year. Ryan Griffin, the the corpse of Tyler Croft, um, Daniel Brown. Now, this year, it's going to be completely different. You, have, you took Jeremy Ruckert, who he might not even get on the field that much in his rookie year because of who's in front of him, but Tyler Conklin after that. Um, you brought in CJ Uzama, who's going to be a veteran leader and who's still productive too. I'm excited to watch this offense. And obviously here, I'm not I can't predict <laughs> that Zach is gonna lead the league in quarterbacks. I can't I in uh passing touchdowns. I can't I can't do it. I would love it, but I can't do it. Um give me over twenty. Please give me over twenty passing touchdowns. We'll sign up for that. Every single Jet fan would. That's <laughs> the bar is so low. The bar is so low because we've seen such garbage for years and years and years. A marginal step forward for Zach with this roster. I think you you're going to see some some pretty good numbers. Again, is it going to be eye popping where every single team around the league is going to be talking about? Oh my God, Zach Wilson's was amazing this year. You say probably not, but I think when he gets through the 17 games, we're looking at a stat line. And you're like, yeah, that, you're, we're pretty satisfied with that in a second year. And he showed more than enough signs that he is the guy going forward. So that's my expectation. But pretty cool to see Bleacher Report showing some love for Zach Wilson. I, I am very much so here for that. So without further ado, let's hop into these voicemails. All right, first up, we got Tyreek from Staten Island. Let's do it, man. Hey,
2: how you doing, man? Olari. I called you a couple times. Maybe it's a four or five times. Me, Tyreek, calling out of Staten Island, you know, from uptown um like i said I, be, I see your videos i see your blogs and stuff like that thank you and uh i'm really like i said um i just want to be happy this year hopefully every year i'm always being disappointed but i like the draft but i didn't i really felt we could have drafted a safety or another or another corner on the wide receiver even though we got some free agencies that came out and, and when free agency came out I, I mean maybe not two tight ends but I wish we would have put more other weapons around Zach. But we got some guys now. Hopefully they can make the team and everything like that. And I like I like um, DJ Reed, but I wish we would have got another corner to, to teach, you know, Sauce, you know, to help out and mentor him besides Echo, I don't really trust Echoes and Carter and Hall. I mean, Hall did his thing. But no, I ain't saying we need some touchdowns. We need the sacks. We need guys to step up. Hopefully you can put that out or whatever the case may be. My opinion is – um. We would have gotten on the corner, another veteran, receiver, or the guy, you know, full of that came from Miami, but he used to play for the Houston, Houston Texas with Deshaun Watson, the wide receiver. All the help that we can get, we need to score points to stay on the field. We have a tough schedule, and I'm tired of hearing so much as we got it. I know Zach Wilson is getting bulked up. He's doing his thing. Still want to travel Lawrence, though, but it's all good. <laughs> but I feel that Zach Wilson is going to produce, hopefully, you know, throw the ball, has more, more, nine, more than nine touchdowns. And I just want us to stretch the field, throw the ball, score points since the 80s, since Ken O'Brien, you know? We <laughs> need to score points and, yeah. and stay on the field, get INTs, because it's going to be tough playing against New England, again, Buffalo and Miami and Tyree Hill. You know, Sauce, we don't want the, all the pressure just on one corner. We need other corners to step up. That's why I wish you would have signed Steven Nelson at the time and Richard Sherman and to help out in the secondary, because, you know, when you have a, and I thought it was going out to the Kyle Hamilton, um, guy. I don't know how you felt about him, but to <laughs> Not me, great. in my eyes, I felt we should have got another, um, a rookie safety. I of have Jamar Adams. I wish he would have stuck around, things like that. But the trade was good, you know, I guess, and the draft. But, you know, I just, I'm just i just kind of hoping that we can, we can do something, but I wish we could sign another corner, a veteran, and, um, And let echoes and them just be on the sideline, maybe play the slot. But I feel Sauce, he's going to do is that He's a rookie, you know what I mean? We can't, we don't want to put everything on a rookie. You know, you can only stick one wide receiver. You can't stick two or three. We still need other guys to step up and everything and make plays on the field if we're going to win football games. Well, have a good day. May God bless you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate the call in. Thanks for checking in as always. Uh, A couple things here. Um, I, I'm with you with um, I understand being frustrated through the draft when they didn't take a safety or a linebacker. I was kind of in that boat, but at the same time, uh, especially with the last pick, I guess. But at the same time, I think they did so much to put pieces around Zach to make his life easier that like it's going to be very difficult to get me complaining about that draft class. With adding a veteran now, I think I'd be pretty surprised if they did that. Um, DJ Reed's going to start. On the outside, I know a lot of people have mentioned that he played in the slot, but he is better on the outside than he is uh, in the slot. So I don't think it makes sense to move him there, especially when Michael Carter, the second, I thought was pretty good in the slot last year. Um, and it's going to be obviously sauce on the other side. I don't think we're going to see too much of Eccles and Hall unless there's an injury or if there's four wide receivers in the field, then one of them will come on. But um like, with, with Richard Sherman, I don't know if you're going to get him to come here at this point in his career. I mean, he's only played 10 games in the last two years. He hasn't been on the field a lot. The veteran that I would have looked to add was maybe someone like Joe Hayden. Um, I think he could still play. Um, I know he's older, kind of a similar age to um, Richard Sherman, but with, with Hayden, at least he, he's pretty good in zone still at this point, and he would be that veteran to take a guy under his wing, but... I think Sauce is going to be more than fine. I don't think he necessarily has to have that kind of veteran. And like Reed, even despite being still pretty young, he's been in the league for a while now. And Robert Sal is, is a defensive coach first um, before becoming the head coach. So uh, I, I am more than fine with, with their cornerback room at this point. I don't think I'm adding anything there. Uh, but appreciate your perspective. We're going to go up to Nick calling in from D.C., and he wants to share his Jets fan story and then a fun little game. Ooh, okay, let's do it.
3: Hey, Matt, it's Nick from D.C. So I wanted to also hop on that trend of uh, how I became a Jets fan. So I'm actually originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, go Braves, ah. you're a Mets fan. <laughs> but uh, my grandfather was a huge Jets fan, like even when they were the Titans, like way back in the oh, day. I've always it. been a Jets fan his whole life. And so ever since I was a kid, I was donning Jets gear and have been uh, cursed <laughs> ever since. But um, that's how I became a Jets fan. It's die hard. It's my favorite team, even though I love the Braves. It's my die hard team. Um, so yeah. And then the, the question I have for you, so I want to play like a quick little game. Uh, it's kind of a, a riff off of Start Bench Cut. And it'll be with our three first round picks and it would be a game called Hall of Fame, Jag, or Bust. Obviously, I hope all three of these guys are Hall of Fame. But if you had to pick, one's Hall of Fame, one's just a guy, Jag, and one's a bust, who who do you think is fitting in each category? Uh, Awesome. Thanks, man. Go Jets.
1: Man, this is hard. Um, By the way, I don't... I'd be surprised if one of these guys turns out to be like flat bust. I think maybe you get just a guy, Um but okay, I'll go sauce for hall of fame makes the most sense. I would rather, I think I would rather the pass rusher or the wide receiver be a hall, the hall of famer. Like if I had my choice, but just base talent level, my guess would be that sauce would be the hall of famer in this group just a guy I would go Garrett Wilson and bust Jermaine Johnson uh, I don't think Jerm- like I want to be perfectly clear here I don't think Jermaine Johnson is going to bust um, but if I just if I'm have to choose between those three and those are the only options and only one can go into each that would be my my guess like if you told me like we flash flash forward 25 years from now and we didn't get to like you just pick me up and move me forward and you go okay of that 2022 draft class, you have someone who was a hall of famer, someone who busted and someone who was just a guy like, okay, player, that would have been my guess. Um, I think by the way, hall of fame expectations on, uh, sauce Garner, I think is, uh, extreme. Obviously I hope, I, I hope all these guys are hall of famers, um, So I want to I want to be somewhere in the middle here with my expectations slash predictions on these guys. Um, I don't like I said, I don't think any of these three will be busts. Um, But to be like, oh, my God, they're going to be generational talents that are Hall of Famers. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far either, but I can't wait to see them on the field. I really can't. Let's do. Uh, let's keep these games rolling here, and we're going to do Jay calling in, and he's got a little bit of a guessing game for me. All right, let's do it.
4: Hey, Matt, this is Jay from Maryland. I'm sorry about the first call. I kind of got stuck there for a minute, so I'm no going to retry. I was just calling in because I wanted to play sort of a guessing game with you. I have three questions, and I wanted to see what you think happens in each scenario that I'm about to say to you. So first one, who do you think gets their first NFL milestone between our later round picks in Jeremy Ruckert and Michael Clemens? Do you think Jeremy Ruckert will get his first career touchdown or do you think Michael Clemens will get his first career sack? Uh, Which one do you think happens first? For me, I'm going to choose Michael Clemens. Okay. Next question is, Last year, we had four total Rookie of the Week awards come uh, from our 2021 draft class. Of course, three going to Zach Wilson and one going to Brandon Echols. How many Rookie of the Week awards do you think we can get this season? For me, I'm going to say five. I have two going to Brees Hall, one going to Garrett Wilson, and two going to Salsgaard.
2: And the
4: last question Speaking of Sauce, we all know he hasn't given up a single touchdown in his entire collegiate career. But another streak that we have going on with one of our rookies is that Brees Hall has 24 straight games where he has scored a touchdown. (laughs) So my question to you is, whose streak do you think gets broken first? Do you think Sauce lets up a touchdown or Brees Hall goes a game without scoring a touchdown first? For me, I'm going to say Brees Hall. And I know there's been a sort of a theme as to like how out-of-state Jets fans became Jets yes. fans. Yes, let me hear and it. And I kind of want to continue that as well. Let's do it. So me being from Maryland and, you know, I know other guys have had pretty awesome stories where their family knows LT. And, you know, one guy, he wanted to follow a Hispanic quarterback, so he became— a Mark Sanchez, and a Jets fan, my story isn't as awesome. It's actually kind of unfortunate, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, So when I was four, I got my first Madden game, which was Madden 02, and my favorite color at the time was green. So I just kind of picked the first green team I saw, and that just happened to be the Jets. Uh, One of the biggest regrets of my life, if I'm being honest. honest, But... Uh. Uh, I just have to live with it sadly, but hopefully that changes this year. Uh, stay awesome, Matt. Uh, let me know what you think of the questions and keep up all the good work.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. That's funny. Oh, if only you saw Green Bay first. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, not that Green Bay's well, they have a championship at least in that since that time, but uh, still seeing Favre and Rogers. Would like Favre in his prime and Rodgers his entire career would have been pretty freaking epic. But man, kudos to you for sticking with that, by the way, because I feel like, I don't know, you were young. You were four years old, but you stuck with the Jets. They were your team ever since then. That's awesome. I'm glad you're still here and you're going to be here on the up and up. So let's get through these three questions. These are interesting. Uh, the, for the Clemens sack versus Rucker TD, The Clemens sack is probably more likely to come first because of the heavy rotation on the defensive line uh, and the two guys that are going to be in front of Rucker. So I'd probably probably agree. I would take that one also. For Rookie of the Week, are the Jets fans going to be able to vote, rally around and vote as much as possible? Uh, I'll say... Four, I'll say two Brees Hall. I'll say one Sauce and one Garrett Wilson. Um. And then the last one, which streak ends first, a Sauce touchdown or Brees no TD? I'm going to say Brees no TD also. Um. Now, I think Sauce will allow a touchdown this year. I, I think that is insane to expect that streak to continue. Um. I think Sauce is going to be very, very good this year as a rookie um but the the no touchdown streak is going to be um very difficult to continue as the jump in competition and same for brees i think brees is going to have a very good year um but i think there'll be yeah you know, there obviously be some games where he doesn't get in the end zone so i'll i'll take brees no touchdown comes before sauce allowing a touchdown that would be my guess but really interesting uh questions there i love it uh let's do rez in Pennsylvania, He wants to get into uh, the Buffalo Bills. Cool. Let's do it.
5: Hey, Matt. What's up? It's uh, Reds from Pennsylvania. So uh, intense schedule we got here, and uh, at least in the first half, in my opinion. I think in almost everyone's opinion. And uh, what I wanted to touch on was this whole Bills thing. right? And I get it. They're a tough team. Uh, they basically stacked. Uh, it's going to be hard to imagine us. Getting a W on them. But, but, you know, just as much hopium, I would say, that we have of beating Baltimore, who's another tough call contender in the first week, I think we can split with the Bills this year. And here's my take The Bills have one issue, one, and that is their run game. You're not going to have Josh Allen continuously run 400, 500, 600 yards. No. On the ground as a quarterback. You just can't. And in this offseason, in the draft, they have not addressed that position. So I'm huh? pretty convinced with the secondary we have, the new secondary, my man Big Applesauce,
2: I think yes. there's a chance
5: we at least make this competitive, at least. But I, I'm i going to take the first matchup because the Bills is a W. Um, but anyway, let me know what you think. And uh, go Jets.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how much I agree there. Uh James Cook they took in the second round. Um uh, obviously he's got a he's got to prove it, but they uh, taking a second round running back to me is investing enough and um let's look at the rest of their depth chart at the position and see if they can get anything there. Um you also have Devin Singletary you, they have Zach Moss, Duke Johnson they brought in. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine. The Singletary and James Cook, I, I think they'll that one-two punch will be pretty solid. Um, they like to throw a lot, and they also like to run Allen. But I do agree that I don't think they're going to run him as much as we've seen uh, because I, I, I don't want to risk him getting hurt. I know that's part of his strength but it gets to a point where you got to be you got to be real careful there. He had yeah, he, meant, he had 763 rushing yards. In 2020 he had 420 and 8 421, excuse me, and 8 touchdowns. Like the rushing touchdown aspect of it is fine, but I don't think you want him rushing. I think you want more so of the 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 400 to 500 yard range than you do the 600 plus. I mean seven sixty-three is that's that's insanely, insanely high. Wow. It's he was their leading rusher last year. That's I don't think that's gonna be the case again this year. I hope the Jets beat Buffalo. I am rooting for it. The Jets do tend to play them tough, which is a plus. Even in, in week eighteen, they were hanging tight for a while, um, but they just they ran out of gas and Buffalo was too good and the Jets were too banged up, but I hope they do. I, I really freaking hope they beat them because that would be that'd be a nice little feather in the cap for this Jets team going forward. All right, we got a couple more. Shane is calling in from Jersey. He wants to talk depth. Let's do it. Hey, Mr. Matt O'Leary, how we
6: doing? Shane from Jersey giving you a call today. What up? Um, today I kind of just want to talk quickly about some, you know, hopeful optimism going into the season. Um, just like being around here, you know. Uh, Jets fan, you know, North Jersey stuff, you get it in New York, too. we got to hear all the crap about how bad we are and stuff. And I totally get that, you know, the papers or analysts think we're bad because we've been so bad for a while, which is respectable. But this season, man, with the, with the depth we have, I just think it's going to write a whole different narrative and change everything for us. I mean, if you just look, going into week one next year, let's say everybody's healthy. Berrios was basically our wide receiver one last year for everyone else that got hurt. He's dropping down to our wide receiver four. Um, our DN1 is back. Um, our other DN1, which was a draw by really plays on the inside, so he's going back to his home. Um, we have two corners who were not here last year who were very good corners. One was a one on the team. One was one of the best players in college football. Den uh, Room, for God's sake. I mean, I think Rocker the best in we had last year. And he's our yeah coming right out of college
1: our starter player. was
6: a key role player on the AFC championship team so I don't know man I just really think we, we really can do you know eight and uh, honestly even nine wins if everything works well injuries stay good um, I'd be okay with seven wins if you know they're close we just can't be getting blown out anymore that's the thing that that exactly. really makes us look bad the blowout losses, the letting up three 400 yard games on defense like that's absolutely pathetic and then my one thing I wanted to bring up is sure. week one against the Ravens. I'll tell you what, man. If we were to ever play them, I'm, I'd like it to be week one because that's who you're going to prep the most for. You usually have a normal week. This You have the offseason to think about. Obviously not think about it every day with the preseason and stuff. But, like, you know, if you were ever going to play Lamar Jackson, I, I'd, I'd like to have the, as many weeks as possible to prepare for it. So going into week one with that, that's that's when I'd want to play him. I wish it was a layup too, but, you know, can't have it all. So I don't mind that it's them. I'd rather them than the Bengals that so yeah man that's my thoughts on the season and week one what are your thoughts on both that and uh yeah man love the show be good go jess
1: later yeah i appreciate the check-in as always shane A couple things that i wanted to get into what you were talking about here we'll go with the ravens thing first that i've seen that point brought up a lot and i think that's completely reasonable and they usually do tend to have a couple of letdowns early on in the year uh i want to see if i can pull up what they were last year um, where the letdowns came in for this team. Cause it does, I feel like it, it does happen. Uh, They lost to Vegas uh, in opening week of the year. I guess that was kind of Vegas ended up being pretty good, but that very much so felt like a a letdown game. Um, Detroit almost beat them in week three. Um, Then like in 2020, didn't they have a game early on in the year that they lost? No, not really they lost to Kansas City but that was a that was a tough game. Uh and then we'll do 2019 cuz oh they steamrolled the dolphins early on in the year. They lost to All right, they lost to 2019 Browns. I guess that could count in week 4. But it's going to be extremely tough match. It's not impossible obviously, but the Jets are going to have to in my eyes at least overachieve in stopping the run uh in this game in order for them to to win. But uh, as far as it goes with um the the depth I agree I think they have significantly more depth now which should make them more competitive and I mean you talked about it man there were so many games last year that they just weren't competitive in and then they got blown out in um week two against the Patriots losing 25 to six obviously that was a rookie quarterback implosion game like the defense was still pretty solid. The Week 3 game, 26 nothing against Denver, was th- that was one of the more unwatchable games that I've seen. And there's been plenty of unwatchable games. Um, Tennessee, you won, obviously. Atlanta was pretty close. 54-13 against New England after the bye was awful. Indianapolis, 45-30. That game was... Uh, the Jets scored a, a back you know a couple of garbage time touchdowns but they let up how, how much yards did they allow 532 yards of total offense in that game 45-17 to buffalo um eagles you kind of hung around with 33-18 but that ended up being more than a 10 point loss saints 30 to 9 offense didn't do anything that game um miami lost by 7 jacksonville you beat Tampa, you lost, but that was a close one. And then Buffalo, 27-10. You kind of hung around a little bit, but still, that's a 17-point loss. But, man, there was a stretch there earlier on in the year. 26-25-6, 26-0, 54-13, 45-30, 45-17. Man, just stop giving up 40 points every week. God, that that run was some of the worst defense I've ever seen. 54-31, 45-45. So awful, and I know there was injuries and stuff, but that can't—you cannot let that happen this year. That can't happen in twenty twenty two. I know the Jets are going to lose some games here, but can it not be by like thirty points? Can they keep them tight? Like, for instance, I'm not expecting them to beat the the Green Bay Packers. I'm not expecting them to beat the the Bills. But can there be some games where you lose in like a in a shootout? Like that 2018 game against Green Bay. I feel like I talk about that one every week. Like that was one of the more fun losses. Or the Tampa Bay game. I would have lo- sure. We would all have loved to pull that game out. But if you're going to lose against a team with Super Bowl aspirations by 4 points and have it down right to the end, man. That would be that would be fun. That'd be really fun. Just can this team please be a little bit more fun? We're going to close out with who do we got? Dan in Georgia. He wants to go through record predictions. Okay, cool.
0: Let's do it. Hey, what's up, Matt? This is Dan calling from Georgia. Um, love the show. And I just wanted to call in, um, and give you a rundown of my, um, record predictions for the entire NFL. So I ran it through a website. I like manually picked each matchup, um, if it, if I thought it was really close, I gave it to the home team. So Okay. Uh this is the records I got. So for the AFC West, I have the Chiefs going twelve and five. Uh the Raiders going twelve and five. Chargers going eleven and six. Broncos going eleven and six. I would not want to be in that division. Uh next I got the AFC South. I got the Colts going ten and seven winning that division. Titans seven and ten. Tags mm-hmm. four and thirteen. Texans, yikes, two and fifteen. Uh, for the AFC East, I got the Bills running away with it, fifteen and two. Uh, I got Dolphins coming in at eight and nine. I got the Jets coming in at eight and nine, and I got the Patriots in dead last in the division, seven and ten. Um, so next, I got the AFC North. I got the Bengals repeating, thirteen and four. Ravens ten and seven. Browns nine and eight. Uh, Pittsburgh seven and eight. And for the NFC West, I got the Rams going 12 so and 5, runs. Cardinals 11 and 6, Niners 9 and 8, Seahawks 5 and 12. Okay. Uh, the NFC South, I got the Bucs going 11 and 6, Saints 5 and 12, Panthers 5 and 12, Falcons 4 and 13. Wow, well, that division stinks. Uh, for NFC North, I got Packers 10 and 7, Vikings 7 Ooh. and 10, Bears 5 and 12, Lions 5 and 12. And then the NFC released. I got Eagles going 10-7, Dallas 9-8, Ooh. Washington 9-8, and Giants 8-9. So uh, those are my picks. Okay. Um, let me know what you think. And as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, there's some interesting ones in there. Um, I'm not as high on the Raiders as you are, which is fine, obviously. Um, I-, I think... That was really my one, I guess, my one complaint. Um, I, I'm i a little bit higher on Dallas also. I think they win that division. Um, I was surprised with the Packers' schedule. I think they will win more games. Um, I also think the Saints will win more games. Um, I'm de- more down on the Cardinals. I think they take a, a little bit of a, I think they're definitely a regression candidate. Um, I agree. I think the Colts win the South. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that jumped out to me. No, the rest seem pretty. I I think you're higher on the Giants than I am. Um, But other than that, I think that's pretty, pretty close. And I think you, you can make a case for all those things happening at that point. It's just really personal preference. But I'm interested now. I want to run through that simulator and see what I come up with. So thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been another episode of Just Jets. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.